1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line
0: without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. mobilecom
2: Coach Nutt, now that's one of his favorites as well. Houston oh yeah. Nutt, he's going to join us. Uh, we're just going to make this a CBS Sports Network reunion, I guess, this morning. Got you here. Of course, I'm here. And then Coach Nutt's going to join us at 8 o'clock. Prior to Coach Nutt, we got Dan Wetzel. Yahoo Sports columnist, who's going to come on. He wrote an article about the uh, SOB comments and the protests of the NFL players. But first, we're coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. And uh, I wanted to get some baseball. You're a big Dodgers fan. Yeah. And... uh, I always say, growing up, you know, black folks had to be Dodgers fan because of Jackie Robinson. Oh, yeah. You, you, automatic, yeah, automatic. You were predisposed yeah. to that. You, you might know? have a second team, <laughs> right? But you had to be a Dodgers fan for for sure. And man, they hit the skids there for a minute, and, and now you got uh, Puig in the news again, doing just showing up late for meetings. This is the wrong time to be doing that, considering this slide.
1: What you lose, they lose 11, 12. In a row, yeah. They were well. They lost twenty-two out of twenty-three yeah. at one point. Right. No, it's just. And now Puig is up to his old tricks again. They are backsliding. Yeah, and, they're, they're moonwalking uh, right now. Are,
2: are you a little concerned? Because oh, yeah. I, I think <clears> for the <throat> most part, everyone said it's a fate accompli, They'll
1: be in the World Series and and definitely the favorites to win it all. Mm-hmm. They may be. If they get, you know, I mean, kind of like the Indians. Does that guarantee them anything? They had that great win streak. Nah, not really. And right. people look at the you know the Dodgers and what they've done. I, I love some of their staff. Not all their staff. That's why they got in a losing streak. It's kind of the run that they some of their pitchers have gotten right. on in, in reverse. Um, I think they've got a great chance. Really good chance. I'm really looking forward. I like baseball. I love the playoffs. Regular season to me is, that's eh, it's okay. I'll, I'll keep track of my team and blah, blah, blah. But the playoffs now... I think since they since they tweaked them a little bit a few years back yeah. are really compelling. Well, I, I love baseball, man. and we we, you know, we talk about it here. When I'm in the dr, I watch
2: it in Spanish. That's how much I, I get into it. Whether it's regular season, or well, you got to watch baseball in the dr. Well, it's, yeah, pre- you it'll kick you out. <laughs> That's true. Predisposed to that as well. And now the playoffs. You, you're correct, man. It, it just goes up a couple notches, and it, it's a ton of fun. I, I, I like. The, the new playoff format you know if your team's that wild card team only if they win you know cuz it's like it's just that's a huge tease yeah. cuz it's playoffs but it's not really the playoffs if you're that wild card so it's playoff light, if you will cuz you only guaranteed one game
1: What was that the, the term play in game
2: yes yeah, that's it for the NCAA tournament, yeah. right? Yeah, that's what it feels like. That's yeah. what it is. Actually. Yeah, that's, that's that's exactly what it is. So you, you're happy that you're in that number, but are you really? Are you really part of the band? No, 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 no. You you that break the glass in case of emergency. You know, someone uh, getting yeah. you in the not, event of a couple plane crashes, <laughs> they'll be in touch. Oh wow! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ow. Knock on wood, because this show has been known to jinx people. I hope we didn't jinx anybody with that one. Put that one's all on you, man. And it's, the person who sits in that chair, they're, they're pretty good at jinxing folks. So I would say that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Gio, he has a he has a knack for it for for real. Uh, so uh, Aaron Judge, uh, as I mentioned, hit number fifty, the most ever ever by a, a rookie. He was tied with Mark McGuire, uh at forty nine, mm-hmm. and, and now he's he's the leader in the clubhouse by himself. Phenomenal year. Uh, by this young man. He does have all those strikeouts. Set a record there as well. Over 200 strikeouts, the uh, most ever by a Yankees player. But uh, yeah. the guy who...
1: He'll I, be the fastest to 1,000 strikeouts, by the way. You, you think
2: he will? Oh, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Uh, hopefully he That's can part co- of the package. That's it. Yeah, when, with the home run hitters. You think right?
1: he's going to start being discerning
2: yes, now? because he was very discerning, and he's still one of the leaders as far as walks as well. Yeah. What's he so, batting? What's he batting? Uh, it's going way down, man. Yeah, guy, yeah, I think he's I mean, maybe right, what, 265, you know, you know, 270?
1: John, you know John Sadak? The guy I work with yeah. in the games. Yeah. Um, John does play by play for the Scranton Yankees triple okay. AAA yeah. team. Who I watch homegrown all, all the time. All yeah. these guys kind of rotate through there yeah. at one time or the other. And he made the point when I was complaining about specifically about Judge and, and the people dogging him. He goes, Hey, look, the guy's a 240, 250, maybe 260 hitter. He's got unbelievable power. Yeah. But He's not. He's never really been anything much different than that. Right. Right. He's two eighty one.
2: PDB just told him his batting average. is Well, then is he's, 281. Above,
1: then he's above, above average. Right.
2: Yeah. But for the, most of the season, until up to the All Star break, uh, he was batting in the three hundreds. I mean, the guy was just couldn't do no yeah. wrong, and he still called, was getting overachieving. <laughs> that's what it is. Coming back down to earth is what that's called. <laughs> but that's the, you, you're right. Even at two eighty one for a slugger of his magnitude. That that that's uh you I mean that's having your cake and eating it too. If you can hit for power and then you you've got the ability to just to yeah. you know, get some some singles here and there, and nickel and dime them well, if look you Look at will. The,
1: look at those stats historically. You know, put those into your little magic Google machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, two eighty one fifty home runs, hundred RBIs, and what kind of group that puts you in historically? Yeah, not Cooperstown wise, but just in yeah. general. And now you've injected yourself
2: into after hitting 50 into this MVP conversation yeah. with those type of numbers, all the walks yeah. and, and, and the home runs and, 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 and that batting average. It was, what was it 326 prior to the All-Star break? Yeah, three, uh
1: 329.
2: 329. And 216 after. And then the second half of the season, 216? Whoo! Yeah, man, he was striking out every – Thank at, God at for the aggregate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Show man man, definitely. But uh, still, uh, for this young man to come uh, and do what he's uh, done this season, and, and no one saw this coming, uh, knew there was a ton of potential. We know what that means. You just haven't done anything yet. And to see him uh, now uh, just materialize into this just bona fide slugger and a guy that people – uh, are afraid to face. I mean, now he's hit a home run versus every team in American League this year. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, a great season uh, for him, and, and, and the Yankees have to be proud. And, yeah. Well, and, well,
1: you got Frazier, you got Sanchez. Yep. I mean, you got some and, unbelievable and, and Sanchez hit young over 30. talent. Yeah. All
2: these guys. You got Frazier, you got Sanchez, you got Judge. Gregoria uh, Castro. All these guys are 28 and younger. Yeah, yeah. So you got these are the old
1: Yankees, kind of all over again. People just haven't quite caught on outside of New York. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they have one of those dominant years, everybody can get back to hating them again. Yeah,
3: (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's it. They're feeling good for them, Uh, good about them now because they're so young and they're they're doing this. Uh, We got some callers on the line, and let's let's take one of them. Bubba in California. What's up, Bubba? Welcome to CBS Sports Radio.
3: Good morning, Jonesy. Randy, how you guys doing? Great, man. Oh, uh, Randy. you. I want to talk to you. I already got on Jonesy about me and my Dodgers and the Yankees in the World Series. I got on Mary about that, but I want to ask you about the twig situation. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I know he's done some things, but Ozzie, I think he's the best player on that team. Why are they platooning him?
1: Why are they platooning him? Yeah. I is it discipline? Is it has he produced on a day to day basis? I think that no one's going to discipline somebody that's that good. I think his consistency has been the biggest thing that's been lacking in the last couple of years, both on and kind of away from baseball. But it, you,
3: but he just uh, I I've seen other players uh, they're the best players they don't platoon them guys lefty righty situation.
1: Well, you know, you look at the numbers, the numbers, are, that's the one thing about baseball. Your only defense goes as far as the numbers will take you. Yeah. And if you look at him against right-handed pitching versus left-handed pitching and specific left-handed pitching, they're not going to right-handed pitching. They're not going to go with him. That's the one thing about bait. This isn't the 1950s or even the nineties or the early two thousands. This is metrics. Yep.
2: It's, it's all about is, that.
1: You know, and watch – it's gotten – it's bled into football pretty bad, too, because yeah. if you watch football games, you see those guys standing on the sideline with their little book next to the head coach. That's what he's, That's what they're there for. Yeah. Thanks for, for the call, Bubba. Yeah, thanks, Bubba. It, it, Go Dodgers.
2: It, it, exactly, and, and that's why the games are taking so long nowadays, because you want to get the right matchup as far as the, the hitter and, and the pitcher, and the the games just drag on, yeah. you know, unless you're Cleveland and you got Kluber out there, and he's, he's – pitching complete games but uh aside from that and 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 maybe a, a chris sale uh you know it's about mixing and matching and and it, you may see two or three different pitches in one inning yeah. once you get into those later uh later innings of a ball game so the game has, has definitely changed let's get kevin and calgary canada's on the line welcome to cbs sports radio kevin
3: hey jonesy randy how are you doing well you are good yeah I uh, really appreciate listening to you guys here in Canada. I started out watching NFL football. A friend of mine dragged me in, and I think the greatest player I ever played. I used to cheer for the was uh, Calvin Winslow for the uh, San Diego Chargers. Oh yeah. And then and then uh, <clears throat> they were down and out. And I heard one day about this young quarterback Randy that uh, played for your team. That they said was he the answer? And all of a sudden they decided to switch. And that was Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so uh, Montana and the boys were awesome, of course. And they told me that I was a bandwagon jumper here in Canada. <laughs> so I ended up with the Raiders when Marcus <laughs> Allen jumped in. Oh wow. You are <laughs> jumping so you are kind of a front runner, huh? <laughs> well, I am a jumping buddy, but it's good to hear from you guys. Where
1: where in Canada are you?
3: Calgary. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah,
3: the big cow town where the stampede The Saddle Dome. Yeah, I've been here since 78, come from Ontario. But anyways, yeah, I just wanted to weigh in. I wonder if money's getting involved with all this showboating after the football annex and stuff like this going on. It's just that a lot of these players are getting monster money before. You talked about it, Randy. Like like any of the 49ers or Calvin Winslow, anybody got a touchdown, you got a touchdown. There's more to come because each team was so good back then, you know. Thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Uh,
2: this, I don't think money is playing a, a part in these cats not being nah. as creative as, as some others in their celebration. I don't think it has anything to do with that. It's just nah. a lack of uh, awareness. And, and uh, I, they just
1: think it's right when it's terribly wrong, some of them. Every sport, every era, sports-wise, has the same problem. Athletes want to be actors. Actors yep. want to be athletes. Yep. And now you you put musicians musicians into the same category. Well, hell, the old days of music, you look at those musicians, that didn't cross over. Nowadays, with the music industry being as it is, that crosses over a lot easier. So they want to be considered entertainers until that entertainment side kind of comes back and smacks them in the butt. Then they go, whoa, wait, I'm just an athlete. Yeah. (laughs) That's it.
2: Yeah, I don't think money has anything to do with it whatsoever, Kevin. These guys just don't have uh, the ability to to come up with some things that are more
1: entertaining in the end zone. There's a a comedian out there named Ron White. Yep. You can't fix fix stupid. stupid. (laughs) I love it. Yep. That is it right there.
2: And and, and we've got one in in Odell Beckham who hasn't figured it out. Lamar is in Alabama. Lamar, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, good morning, Gio and Randy. How y'all doing? Good, man. Wait, 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 Lamar. Wait, hold on. Yes, sir. Good morning, who? Gio and Jones. Sorry, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used
4: to uh, Gio and Jones. I'm sorry, bro.
2: No that. problem. Randy's here, and I'm here, Jones. Gio is not here, won't be here all week. He's cheating on us, but go ahead, uh, sir.
1: Well, uh, hanging with a blonde. Uh,
2: down the hall. <laughs> I have
4: a, used to be I've got a son in Afghanistan and mm-hmm. one in uh, Iraq. And whenever I – you can't find anybody like the NFL better than me in college football, but I love the NFL. The uh, first time I remember started watching is when O.J. Simpson's playing with the Bills. So that tells you how long I had been watching this. Well, my family is all veterans. My grandfathers, my dad was in Korea. And now i've seen, I've got two sons fighting, and in my eyes, my eyes, when I see kneeling and and to me to me and my eyes me and my wife both were talking about this yesterday. It's almost like a slap in your face, and even though I know why you know it's to me I, I know I hear what the players are saying, why they're doing it, but when my son could lose his life over fighting for that flag, and you see them kneeling. I, I never kneel, as a, as a father, I never kneel for the flag. I always put my hand over my heart because this country was not gift to us. It was fought for on the battlefields, and my sons are fighting. And my son texted me not too long ago. He said, Dad, why? I don't understand. I said, son, maybe it'll get straightened out eventually. But as as a veteran, my, my wife's brother just retired from the Army after 20-something years. And so it ain't just like it's just random stuff here around me because I've got a lot. There's a World War II veteran not too far from me named Louie, and he was on D-Day, and he shakes mm. his head. And I tell you something, guys, uh I'm almost borderline thinking about canceling the NFL package I got because I, every time I turn it on, I see this stuff. I want to see football. I don't want to see this other stuff. It reminds me because I want something to take me away from what could happen to my son while he's in over in another country fighting. I don't want to see protesting and kneeling of on the, on the national anthem because all it does is make me mad. Now, that is coming from the heart from a father that's got great sons. My son's got degrees, both of them. One of them's got a bachelor's degree, the one in Afghanistan. So, guys, that is just my little take and little rant on something like this right here. I'm hoping they get this straightened out. But I wish, I'm thinking there's different ways the players could have done this without doing it when you got veterans and people and families watching NFL football before the game because it kind of turns your stomach.
2: Got you, Lamar. Thanks for the call. And uh, you get those calls, you get those tweets, those who do not agree with how the players are going about drawing attention to social injustice, and you have other veterans who are in lockstep with these players, so you're going to get a mixed bag when it comes to yeah. this. I have an uncle who was served in the military for over 20 years uh, in the Navy. I believe really, your father was in the Marines. Am I correct, Randy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Guadalcanal, right. all that other fun stuff. Yeah. So uh, I, I get where you're coming from, and as we started to show, we're trying to find that delicate balance where we draw attention to social injustice, and while we applaud your son. And and your sons and your family for the service they provided this country. You say you you did that for our freedom. Well, these players have the freedom to go out and protest, and and that's what they're exercising yeah. currently. And and I don't know another platform where they could have done this and we'd be having this conversation. If they were just out there outside the stadium prior to the game, will we be having this conversation? Maybe I agree once or will. twice. Yeah, maybe there've been maybe last of the, of the news cycle. That is
1: one of the answers because they're going to take away that platform. Right, right,
2: of course, that's yeah. going to
1: be gone. And and, and uh, you know what? Mainly because of people like this guy's son, sons, and him, and a lot of other people out there, that this just hits like that. Mm-hmm. That is just a poor choice of venues, and that's all been fl- inflamed by the president stepping in a big steaming pile. Last, uh, what was that? Friday. Friday night yeah. down in Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, saying stuff like that is ignorant. There's no other way to put it. Now, doing say, you would put Donald Trump comments Saturday right there with Odell Beckham and his actions. They're the same thing. You just weren't thinking. It's stupid. I don't care if you are the president. It's ignorant. But having said that, there's a whole huge, there's guys like this, these are the, that's the guy that he's, he's talking to when he says something like that, that inflames the situation. So you got to take it away. I think you have to educate the players. I would love to get the NFL together with Dr. Harry Edwards out of Berkeley and San Jose we'll, State. We'll have Dr. Harry Edwards on the show uh, Thursday. I would love to mm-hmm. get them together and try to figure out some way that players to effectively and intelligently move this ball in a, in, in, right. in, a, in a proper direction right, and, and, and in a venue where it belongs because yeah. it sure as hell doesn't belong in front of a gigantic flag being unfurled there are players
2: in the league who are from military families you had the baseball oh, yeah. player for the A's born on a military base yeah. who uh, knelt the other day so they are educated upon uh, the military and from day one this has not been about the military no. uh, and, and it's not. it has not been about disrespecting the military, yeah. as I said, you got those like Lamar who are from military families who see it one way, and you have others who are in the military who see it differently. And they are in accord with what Colin Kaepernick and what these players are doing. And this issue is
1: just as divided as this country is divided. Yeah. And I don't know. And oh, by the way, it is about race. Yeah. President yes. says it's not about race. It's definitely Sorry. about race. When you know what 99.9% of the nba is black 70% of the nfl is african american yeah. go down the list statistically and what they're trying to protest is to bring awareness to the plight or to what's happening to a lot of young african american people around the country that makes it a racial and, issue and
2: when you are more uh deriding towards those players than you were against those white supremacists in Charlottesville, Virginia, is definitely about race. You said there were good, fine people on that side, but you call these SOBs. Another another
1: mess up on his behalf, but, you know, I don't know. You do know, and we know, and we want to hear from you. It is what it is. Can we all just get along? My worst, (laughs) my least favorite term in sports. It is what it is. It is what it is. No, 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 no. What the hell is it? What does
2: that mean? That's a cop out, right? 855 212 4CBS, Eight five five two one two four two two seven. 212 4227. Geo Jones coming right
5: back. Keep up with the latest on the show on Twitter at Geo Jones.
2: Brad Heller's back with us here on Geo Jones. Give us an update. You're pulling double duty,
5: so get to it, man. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Cowboys and Cardinals, Monday Night Football. They were tied at 14 last night going to the fourth quarter. Prescott's under center.
6: And back with play action and escapes pressure to his right. Running for his life and throws it in the end zone. Got a man. Leaping catch. That's a touchdown. That
5: is Bryce Butler beating the man. Brad Sham with the Cowboys Radio Network. That was the tie-breaking score. Cowboys won in Arizona 28-17. Dak Prescott, two touchdown passes. He ran for another. Dallas up to 2-1. and one. Arizona is 1-2. and two. Both teams stood arm in arm during the National Anthem. That was after the Cowboys kneeled as a team at midfield with owner Jerry Jones.
0: The reason that I'm particularly proud of this team and the, the coaches that coach them uh, is the, because we all agreed that uh, our players wanted to make a statement about unity and we wanted to make a statement about uh, equality.
5: One other nfl note: Colts quarterback, Andrew Luck, could return to practice this week, although he will not play Sunday in Seattle. Baseball, a new rookie record for home runs. Pitch swung on, there it goes. Deep left center. It is high, it is far,
3: it is gone. Number
5: 50. John Stilling with the call. The WFAN Yankees radio network. Second home run of the game for Aaron Judge. Passing Mark McGuire. The Yankees beat the Royals in New York 11-3. to The magic number to clinch the top wild card spot in the American League is 1. The Red Sox lost to the Blue Jays at Fenway 6-4. to So Boston's lead in the East is down to four games with six to go. Mookie Betts had to leave this one with a sore wrist. He is considered Day to day. The Angels fall five games behind the Twins for the final wild card spot in the AL after a 4 2 loss to the White Sox. In the National League, the Cubs' magical number to clinch the Central is one. They top the Cardinals in St. Louis 10 2. The Rockies lead for the final wild card spot a game and a half on the Brewers. Colorado lost to Miami 5 4. And the Dodgers have their first 100 win season since 1974 after a 9 3 route of the Padres. Gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Go do your other duties. On work, my
2: way. Working you like a government mule this morning. <laughs> All right, Rand, we got to have a little fun because a couple of weeks Why ago, I, you know, I, I'm always taking part in these these uh, little tunes Rick Neuheisel comes up with on, on Saturday afternoons. And so we said we're going to put our foot down Man. and we're going to we're gonna write a diss track. And that's exactly what Gio did. Then he had to teach me how to rap. Go okay. figure. Ooh. This is 2017. The, you know, the white cat is teaching the brother how to rap. Cause I have no musical skills, so we dropped this this diss track, and okay, maybe Rick could get the message, right. but apparently
1: not. But I'm gonna give you the diss I've track. Never, I've never heard any of Rick's efforts. You never. Well, you're gonna hear him today I've because you're gonna him, hear the latest. I've heard him strumming. I've, I've right. heard some of the stuff on Inside College Football. We occasionally are right. subjected to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we've already had two. Well, we're three weeks into the season going into the fourth game. Uh, we, we have uh, two renditions already. One, the latest was this past weekend, which I had a, a, a small uh, part in, uh, unfortunately, of singing or trying to sing. But uh, first, I want to play for you the diss track, and we were hoping this would just put everything to bed, but I guess this diss track didn't diss enough. Joe Rick, I'm sick of the shtick. Put away the guitar before I go shoot ya. Listen up, New Heisel, this about survival. You know where I'm from. Check my Ancestry.com. Ivory Coast, Nigeria, enough to put the fear in ya. I ain't playing, Rick. You should be shooker than zooker. Where you at, dog? I don't hear a murmur. Too soon, my bad. I'm just that mad. I baluse you that thing like an animal house. (laughs) Boom! Boom! (laughs) Uh. So that was the diss track. That is some horrible rapping, man. Wow. I I am no designer. Let's just say that,
5: right? You
1: you are in the proper end of the entertainment field. (laughs) Let's put it that way.
2: Exactly. So I I shared that with Rick. We played it over there. We didn't play it on air, but I played it for everyone involved in the College Football Today show, producer uh, Rick and and Zucker, uh, of course. And, And so... Uh, I guess it, it, it fell on deaf ears because we had another tune last week on the show prior to Vandy's ass whipping uh,
1: at the hands of Alabama. Sometimes you just got to be reminded you belong at the little yeah. kid, the kid's card table. <laughs> Can't <laughs> come sit with the adults.
6: You next Alabama?
2: Uh,
1: correct. <sighs> uh, Nephi Lailau,
2: Uh you just worry about banning, not Alabama. It so, sounds like a condition. <laughs> Nephi Leilau. <loud>.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> is, is that what makes you talk that high? That's what. It was, I got that case of the <laughs> yeah. Nephi Layla. If,
2: if you're gonna call out Alabama, you better have some baritone in your voice, right? At least baritone. Yeah, a little Might bit. You want sprinkle some bass? In yeah. You one. you you next Alabama. That's right. <laughs> uh, but so we Excuse had me while I whip this out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that too. (laughs) So, uh, Rick had another rendition this past weekend about defensive coordinators and, you know, these guys scratching their heads trying to catch up to these newfangled offenses, RPOs, and all that good stuff. So, let's take a listen. There's one
6: guy in the stadium not having so much fun. His eyes are blurry, he's fraught with worry, he's got a job to get done. In a world gone mad with offensive schemes, triple option up, tempo and spread. Yeah, there's one guy rubbing his furrowing brow, he's got to get it stopped or he's dead. Yeah, he's the D.C. The guy always looking grumpy vertical throws and RPOs, put on another pot of coffee, yeah, yeah, he's the D.C., the guy no one wants to be, he's in charge of corralling the offense, when every rule sets them free. But now the pendulum is swinging back, and the D.C.'s have had time to figure if we keep the quarterback in place and Whoa. we tackle in Careful. space, we can keep this thing from getting bigger. All right. We'll build a front that will play with great effort and a back end that has all the tools. We'll rush the passer, create disaster. They'll have to make a new
3: rule nah, because I'm the, the
2: DEC. <laughs> Everybody wants to be me. We'll shed our blocks, deliver hard knocks. I'll lead the team to victory. He's
6: the DC. Look who's Mr. Happy. But it's a temporary state because he knows his fate. Don't even say the words Hail
2: Mary. (laughs) 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 Good job. Yeah, right. Yeah, by Rick. Good job, Rick.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll be more specific.
2: Rick is is damn good at writing these lyrics and, and...
1: you know, on the guitar, but me, who You know, I, li- I like his sort of the tone, the flavor to his stuff when he was using, par- he was doing parodies of other songs. Right. He's done some really creative stuff like yeah. that. Yep.
2: Well, he writes all of this stuff and yeah. it, it,
1: it's pretty damn but good. The, the parody stuff that you got that whole rights fee, Exactly. And, all that fun and we had to, to
2: pay for some that. for the first song we did. <laughs> uh, I forget who he. Who's whose uh, whose uh, song he sampled? But uh, Yeah, Hold on. If you sample, you're all right, right? No, 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 no. You still got to pay rights fees. They had to pay. They had to dig in the kitty and, and pay for that, man. Yeah, even the sampling. As uh, P Diddy he samples everybody. <laughs>
1: well, yes, they do. Yeah, yes, yes you know, they you, do. You, you, you don't you, have to write nothing.
2: Who's in trouble right now? Is it Bruno Mars? And the the one song, uh, the uh, zap family. Remember Roger oh, Trappman oh, and Zap? Yeah, 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 More bounce to the ounce. So uh, Bruno Mars is in the crosshairs uh, here currently. Oh, no. that, boy, that boy good, man. Doing terrible. <laughs> Everybody Can wants you to be me.
1: Keep that early morning job. <laughs> Can you sing? I'm a shower singer.
2: Okay, well, me too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And even I don't really like me. Too often when I'm singing, but <laughs> well, there you have it. At least yes. you,
2: uh, you you're true to yourself, and 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 you don't. Uh, I sing
1: in the car all the time. Yeah, who does? My it? wife and kids just never liked it. <laughs> never ever. My son was always the best. He'd be in the he'd be in the way back. He go, Dad, 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 can you turn that up a little bit? <laughs> Drown your nose singing. <laughs> Couldn't carry a note in a
2: bucket, <laughs> man. That's how we roll. We, 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 there you go. rivalries. If you lose your
3: demons, lose the <laughs>
2: That was a Sunday sanctuary. I think we got some more of that coming up this season. So look out for that, the next installment of Pastor Jones. And also look out for some more Geo and Jones with Randy Cross sitting in for Geo. I got your calls here, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227 we see you. Hold on. We'll be right back. CBS Sports Radio.
1: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
2: Geo and Jones, back with you. The Jones part is here. The Geo, nah, not so much. Got my man, RC. How long have we been working together, Randy? Been a while now, man. About, I don't know. At least... Ten? Nine years, ten Nine, years, ten? Or something yeah. like that. Going strong. I know I've been yeah. with Adam 14. This is my
1: 14th hey, your, year. Your boy Gio, by the way, looks like an eighth grade little fat kid. <laughs> yes, he <his> does. Beard. <laughs> Gio uh, had
2: a they had a special guest on, on Boomer's show yesterday. Is it Justin Pugh? Uh, the offensive lineman for the Giants. And, and he was uh, had a product, a shaving product yeah. in which uh, he shaved half of Gio's beard. And so Gio, of course, had to shaved the rest of it, and his face hasn't seen light since, I believe he said 2009.
1: i tell you what, and it should go back in the dark. (laughs) He looks like a creepy serial killer now, man. He (laughs) does. He does. He looks like he should be a cellmate (laughs) of Anthony (laughs) Weiner. Don't put that on the man. Don't make him a pervert, too, now.
2: (laughs) now he's going to the highest bidder here pretty quick. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't recognize him. I, I first saw him a little old frumpy face now, but uh, we need to get him to take a picture. Mike, you need to take a picture so you can post it so all the listeners can see what he looks like without the beard. He looks so strange. So uh, got that going on. But, yeah, we've been uh, together for, for a long time and yeah. doing this college football thing. Yeah. And speaking of college we've been, football. We've been
1: together so long, you didn't used to stutter. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh it, couple of uh,
2: issues yesterday, one with facilities uh Michigan and Purdue getting into it after their ball game this past weekend, and also Bush Jones, head coach at Tennessee, feeling a little heat, didn't win right, by the so. margin of victory that many UMass. thought, as, as uh, some are calling it the, the U-mess. <laughs> he
1: called, they played UMass. Yeah, and had it such a weight disparity. They're, on the it, colo- they're in the Colonial, are the colonial. I agree. Or the Patriot League. Yeah, or- one of
2: those. Have them won
1: a game, and
2: you, you have them man. about 40, 50 pounds per man on your offensive line going up against their D-line, and yet uh, you couldn't push them around. Uh, it was just amazing, all the negative plays, runs you had versus this. This yeah. football team. If
1: you didn't like the Minutemen, you're going to be nuts about the dogs. Yeah,
2: right. Uh, it was so alarming. And now you got Georgia that's going to waltz in there. Anyway, head coach uh, Butch Jones got a little heated with the media. He was asked about uh, an injured player, and this is what transpired.
0: Football is an emotional game. It's a competitive game. The injury was caused not by a teammate. He landed on a helmet and that's the truth, and I think we have to understand what do we want out of our media. It's this, this place with the drama, and again, these are kids, and I think we all have children, and we're all adults, and it's, are we focused on Tennessee football, From a recruiting standpoint, from all the positive things we've done, from all the positive things this football program brings to the community, this great fan base, are we in the reality world of TV? And I think all of us as human beings have to self-check ourselves. And you may not like that answer, but I'm a father. I have three boys. And I think we sometimes gotta put ourselves in the role of a parent as well. And I understand we all have jobs to do. My expe—my expectation as a head football coach, I'm the caretaker of Tennessee football. I'm here to develop and grow a football program, recruit the best possible student athletes to represent the University of Tennessee, and win football games, and graduate our players. That's my responsibility. I take that very seriously, but also, I love our kids, and I'm gonna protect our players, and I'm gonna protect our program. And sometimes the negativity is overwhelming. And if everyone is Vol fans, how do we let our opponents use this in the recruiting process with fake news? And sometimes, again, we have to check ourselves. What are we here for? What's our values and principles that guide our life every single day? And I appreciate everyone in this room. You guys have a job to do, and I'm respectful of that. And I'm friends with a lot of you guys in the room, and I appreciate it. But also, there comes a certain time where enough is enough.
2: Yeah, we've been talking about this delicate dance and balance as far as the NFL is concerned with everything is going sur- going on surrounding the National Anthem. Then you have a coach who is uh he's coaching at an iconic institution. They haven't been able to get on the right side of things uh here of late and he after a a game in which we all would agree he should have boat raced um, they don't do that. And now he's asked about a player who's injured and there are rumors swirling about the player possibly becoming injured uh, at the hands of another teammate. And, and Coach takes offense to that. I don't mind him protecting his players, uh, but I, I feel like this is probably something he's been wanting to get off his chest for a long, long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. It's become almost a cliche to sort of lash out at the at the media in sports. You know, it's... Good news, bad news. Good news is they're there. Bad news is they're there and they're going to hold you responsible, you know, sort of for the fans. I I, I got no problem, no problem at all with with them fleshing out stories. Now, problem is you got to flesh them out a little bit before you ask. Yeah. And if you got an actual source, you got an actual idea of what really happened, then ask the damn question the way it should be asked. Right. You know, I understand that so and so and so and so. This is how this happened. Am I wrong? That type of thing. And the coaches hate that. And that's why you, you wonder why coaches don't go so well from college to the pros. Well, the college coach is like they're everything, they're the grand poobah, they're judge, executioner. They got more power than Roger Goodell. I was just about to say that, Roger Goodell. No, no. I mean, that's that's just that job. Right. But it cuts both ways for them. I, I, I'm not a big fan when coaches start whining and complaining, A, about facilities like Harbaugh did at, mm-hmm. at, at Purdue, or Butch about the media being a little too tough or maybe a little too intrusive. You know, you start going into that whole, you know, my job is to graduate the players. Oh, really? You really think so? I, I know that's part of what it says in your contract and you're going to get more money if that happens but if you don't graduate players at a high rate and you win 10 or 11 games every year and you win the sec east you'll be amazed at how much less grief you get <laughs> For sure. if you continually right. they're, they're a disappointment i i would agree uh they should have
2: won a game at florida uh, no reason they should not They should have lost that. And I'm sitting there screaming at the television, get back to these safeties, Michael Abernathy yeah. and his partner back then. That's because you picked Tennessee. Yes, yeah, because I picked Tennessee, yes. <laughs> 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 is, this is true. Uh, and uh, it, to play in the manner in which they did last week. Now, when you're going up against a lesser foe, of course, it's going to be difficult to be motivated, especially coming off a game in which you lost in the manner in which you lost it versus Florida, a rivalry game and you give up that type of touchdown there at the end, uh, that's hard. And you got UMass on the schedule, you're taking them lightly, and you just want to get through this thing and get through with a W without getting hurt and move on to Georgia. They'll be more highly motivated this week, of course, or they'll get embarrassed, which I think a lot of people uh, think is going to happen anyway. Uh, but uh, you know, going off on the press, that is something that we're becoming more and more used to these days. But I would agree with you – Our brethren and sisters in the media, ask the question correctly and and have your ducks in a row when you're asking it. Uh, Real quickly, I want to get to this Harbaugh uh, story because he goes off on Purdue and he's he's complaining about the facilities there after the ball game and – you know, Wilton Spade is hurting that ball game. He's still upset about that. Felt like there should have been a targeting call. You had a defender for Purdue that landed on the neck and, and mm-hmm. head area of, of Wilton Spade. Uh, but he also took shots at Purdue because of their their facilities. And Purdue sh- shot back and said, hey, man, you had one of your representatives that were down here in July. They checked out everything at, at uh, I think it's ross uh, right, state stadium. stadium there in, in Lafayette, uh, Indiana. Checked out everything, and you didn't have any complaints then. Now all of a sudden you have some complaints, and apparently Urban Meyer has gotten into the mix as well in a conference call. He discussed how they need to upgrade some of the visitors' locker rooms uh, uh, around the league. And last week, I know I was discussing Iowa.
1: Is there a better definition of the old you do you, I'll do me? Yeah. You you don't like our traveling, what we give you as a visiting they all suck. Right. And you're not supposed to like it. I remember going to Cal. We went to Cal, man. I was like going back
2: in time. Oh, yeah. That well, old stadium.
1: Yeah. I mean, thank you, God they had a few earthquakes and yeah. they made them fix that thing. <laughs>
2: we but didn't yeah, even want to shower after. They just wanted to get out of there.
1: That's, that's just the way it is. That's just, yeah. you're a visitor. You're a, you're a us, usurper. You're, you're, yes. you're, you know, and it's, that's what makes going into places like that and kicking that tail. Right. All the better. Yep.
2: That's it. Now when you, you're visiting fans, when they go, they travel to those away games, do they get the best seats? No, they got, they got them stuck in the end zone, in the corner of the end zone, most places. So yeah. that's, that's part of it. Yeah. I, yeah. I was shocked that uh, they they, took, they, uh, they would pick this battle. Uh, yeah, really well, It's hardball. Yeah. I mean, really? You're complaining about Harbaugh the is college row?
1: football's version of Donald Trump. <laughs> There's no telling what he's going to say because you know he didn't think about it before he said it. True. Uh, Wow. But anyway, uh, Purdue, way to stick to your guns and and fight
2: back. Now give us a better visitor's locker room, right? Kick your butt more than we did this time. No, I'm just joking, Purdue. Hey, we've got uh, Dan Wessel coming up next. Yahoo Sports columnist. Talk about his article about all the protests happening around the NFL.